0: All right. In this show, we'll talk about uh, brittle roof tiles, how to get around that, how to build a large-scale gate, footings and underpinnings. It's all there. First, there's GEICO. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know it's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners' or renters' insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico Easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com.
1: Welcome to The Inevitable. This is Motor Trend's new podcast about the future of the automobile. I am Johnny Lieberman, the
0: Senior Features Editor at Motor Trend, and I am joined every week by my co-host, Mr. Ed Lowe.
2: That's me. I'm the head of editorial for Motor Trend, and boy, do we have an amazing list of guests that we're going to be chatting with.
0: We've got the godfather of the environmental movement, Ed Bagley Jr.
2: Derek Jenkins, a whole bunch of actors, celebrities, car crazy folks, people from in and outside the industry industry. industry can't wait for you to join us
1: we're
0: talking about the future of the car this means everything from electrified vehicles to cars that drive themselves
2: come check us out we're on podcastone.com or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts we're also on motortrend.com and youtube.com slash motortrend
3: Is Corolla Digital.
1: A master carpenter who's here to help you out. If you can't fix it,
0: Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the judgment. I don't to get it on and welcome to ace on the house. That's Stromer. Stromer's in his car somewhere in the Midwest. See how your connection. I'm currently
1: in the, in the can you hear me? Yeah. I'm currently in uh, uh, North Augusta, South Carolina, outside a gym waiting to go and watch a game.
0: Oh, right. A gym. Yeah. Your son's playing.
1: Yes, sir, and uh, it's hot, and I'm in the south, and uh, it's kind of crazy, kooky, sticky.
0: Are you guys, so what are you, in a rental car?
1: Yes, sir, I'm in a Nissan, some kind of a Nissan car that is the most non-intuitive thing I've ever experienced, where, like, you reach to open the car door, and the handle's not where you think it should be. Like, it's so poorly designed.
0: Um. Nissan's one of the major sponsors of the show, Stromer, so maybe we we'll just oh, keep it to a dull roar. <laughs> That'd be awesome, man. Maybe I should just go into the spot right now. The uh, Nissan Unintuitive, the new SUV, six-seat capacity, door handles on by the dome light on the ceiling. Innovative design exactly is what keeps right. the Nissan no, Unintuitive. You're, you're... Yeah.
1: You're such a car guy. You understand fit and finish and how things are ergonomically laid out. And it's like some of these cars, because I've rented so many this summer. Some are so bad, I want to shoot myself and just drive off the highway.
0: Well, to be fair, sort of, at least it used to be this way. It's almost like some auto manufacturers would just manufacture cars knowing those were going to be rentals.
1: You think that is that true? That's probably true,
0: right? I it, Now there's a mix. Before, it was always a Pontiac something that nobody wanted off the lot. And so it ended up over at Avis or Alamo. Um, right. All right. So let's see. I got the screen up top, Emmy, which is just Alex, sort of yeah. gray. Gary's got uh, we'll some your questions. And uh, we'll take some calls as well. Yeah, I'm just back from the road from uh, New York City.
1: Hey, congrats on the book, man. It looks fantastic. I can't wait to get into it.
0: Oh, well, thank you, Stromer. Yeah, it's, it's doing well. I did a crazy press junket that you know lasted about four days. It was uh, pretty insane. All right, so... Where
1: did, they sch- where did they schedule your junket? Where did you go, bookstores? Or did you have, like, like venues? What would you do?
0: I was going from... TV show to podcast to podcast back to TV show to radio show back to TV show back to podcast. Like, I was just bouncing Jeez. all over, all over town. I will say this fantastic in this radio tour, or I should say I'm calling it a radio tour, but in this book tour, um, yeah, in the past, you never hit a podcast to do your promotion, you know, now, Podcast is a is a place you go to plug your book. All right, we got to. Well, I think yeah. I know. I
1: know. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I think I know a little a little fella by the name of Adam Carolla that has a, a couple of Guinness World Book records on the podcast world. Somebody kind of invented this shit. Someone I'm looking at is the Dr. Dre of podcasting, and he's right there in front of me. Am I right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I never think that way, but maybe I had a small hand in it. All right. uh, We got a vid question, Gary?
4: Yes, we do. And as a reminder, please send your video questions. Try to keep it to under 90 seconds to ace on the house at adamcarolla.com and go to our website ace on the to see them. This one comes from Michael in Tacoma, Washington. He's looking at making his gate twice its current size into his backyard since the small section of fence is already rotted and I've got to pull it out anyways. Here's the question
2: Ace hey, Stromer got a problem with my gate, but don't worry, it's not gate gate 2.0. Got this little section of fence from the gate to the house. Yeah. Both, both posts are rotted, shitty. So I got to replace those two posts, rebuild that little section of the fence. My question is this current fence uh, gate is 38 inches wide. Should I go ahead and just make the whole thing a gate? Give myself a big gate. Uh, it'll be about 66 inches altogether. Eliminate this post here. So I just have one gate from there all the way to this end. And then the only question on that is, if I keep the swing the same direction, do I need to swap out this fence post for a 6x6 six six instead of a 4x4? Four four?
0: Well, let's see. All right, big gate. Uh, it's got a four by four treated into the ground. The four by four will be enough probably to hold the gate up. Six by six would be better or actually six by four would probably be better. You know, just turn it, turn it the wide way. Um, you know, the whole thing about the gate is kind of weight. You you, you want to keep it as, as light as you, as you can. If I... If I really had my druthers on a gate like this, I would make a light aluminum subframe of like squared aluminum steel like one and a half by one and a half and just make a box out of it and 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 then just attach everything to it and give it that super rigidity and lightweight. That that's gonna involve some fabrication. But you know, people, you can go to places that do sheet metal work and fabrication and that kind of stuff and just draw it out on a napkin and bring it to them and go, you know, it's going to be 64 across and it's going to be 61 high and it's going to be made out of, you know, one by inch and a quarter tube aluminum and squared aluminum. And, you know, they'll make you a box, they can even, um, you know, and you can can screw some hinges to it or through screw some hinges to it. I mean, that's a nice rigid way to make a wide gate. Um, The other half's going to involve, the other way is going to involve two by fours flat and, you know, it is going to have some sag in it. Stromer, thoughts?
1: Yeah, yeah, my thought in a scenario like that where it's a little too wide of a distance to have, uh, you know, a wide enough gate to occupy that whole space, I'll oftentimes like run a four by four header high and then literally create like a, 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 you know an archway opening out of wood where you've got four by four framing all the way around and a post on the yard fence side, attach it, bolt it to the side of the house. Now you've got like a super solid rigid structure where Instead of having that one side of a flimsy fence that goes onto a gate that's always going to fail over time, now you've got substantial framing, almost like a door jam, to then hang anything you want on it, and it won't degrade with time.
0: Yeah, that's a you good call. You just have to
1: decide if, you, if the look, of, uh, the look of, a, of a high header, you can go up a little higher with your fencing you know, and be six feet or a tiny bit above. And now you're really rigid and it'll last forever rather than the flimsy show, you know?
0: Yeah, because that post is going to want to lean over eventually. I I agree with Stromer. You're creating essentially a moment, uh, architects might call it, a rigid sort of square doorway to swing the door in. I like that. I like that idea as well. If you want to combine the two with my aluminum frame and that yeah, sort of header I'd piece, you'd have a pretty yeah. pretty bulletproof uh, gate swing right there. All right, let's see. Could it, be a, yeah.
1: a spe- uh, it could be a speakeasy now. When you're doing lemonade in front, the kids, you're selling the cocaine out of the pot in the backyard. That door could be solid. No one can get through unless you know the password. Am I right?
0: It's a secret knock. All right, we got uh, Dave, 44, from Nashville, wants to make his bathroom window smaller. David? Yes, sir. Hi, Guy. How we doing? Good.
5: I sent you some photos on Twitter. Yeah, we've uh, updated our bathroom, and we've got a smaller window. Uh, The contractor uh, couldn't quite get it done, so now I'm left with trying to figure out the best way to make this brick. Look like uh, there was never a larger window there. Do I cut out this, the bricks and then add, add them in so it's continuous? what What thoughts do you have on this process? Um, well
1: wait before you, before you proceed, can we ask you if it was drugs, alcohol, or that he was overbooked and had other jobs to go to? Why did he fail?
5: Uh, booked another job. He did uh, state that he was ill. Um, I really liked the guy, but it kept extending, extending, extending. And then uh, I just said, look, I I understand. Uh, I'm not the most important one right now, so I'm going to move on. And he didn't really like it. Uh, he had a bigger job, I think.
0: Well, terrible. <laughs> at least he was honest, but it is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, it's
1: it's yeah. terrible. I hate it. It reminds me of walking into a restaurant the other night where they, you know, the feeling where you walk in and you know they don't want you to be there and you're like just under the wire right? and they, they're like cleaning up and doing side work while you're eating and then they're rude to you and they just want to usher you out. If that guy doesn't finish your job for a bigger job, he sucks. I don't like him. Well,
5: and, and I, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, the, the restaurant thing, I mean, you know, I'm probably tipping at least 25% if they're decent to me in that situation.
1: I agree. Yep.
0: All right. Well, let's stick to the matter at hand. I haven't seen these Twitter pictures that uh, you speak of, David. Maybe Gary can find them, but we'll we'll see we'll see what we can do. Uh, um, All right. Without seeing the pictures, the thing about making something look good from the outside is either you have to blend it seamlessly or you have to change direction like you did something else. So it's like when you're putting two pieces of wood together, you either have to put it together seamlessly so we can't see the joint or fudge one up a quarter inch. So it looks like a detail. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to get caught trying to make it look like it's seamless and we can see the seams. So in general, and we're looking at, uh, we're looking at your window now. Oh, nice large scale. Oh, that's
1: pretty. I like it.
0: Tile in there. From the uh wow. From the outside we see the brick veneer on there. We also see the windowsill out of brick. You got to brick that in or you got to shrink it.
5: Um I've got to shrink it to fit the window that's uh from the inside the the tile there the other oh. one is the window On the inside, we took out the old '80s-looking cube uh, squares, and uh, we're putting in a a window that's uh, got some nice glass on it that you can't see through. But it's going to be a smaller window. So I have the brick. Um, I have some masons who say they can come do it, but um, I, I, you know, they came over one day and they're like, "Hey, we'll do the work for you. Where's the supplies?" And I'm like, "Well, we need to talk about what you're going to do first. I don't want to put brick up if I don't have a, a water vapor there if I need it."
0: So, you just want to shrink the brick facade opening on the on the outside,
5: yes, and pull out the little the ridge there that would be at the bottom of the window, so basically pull that out, make it look like there was never a larger window there
0: were you We you able to match the brick?
5: Yes, I still have the brick, and I know what the mortar is, obviously, it's going to be a little different due to age, but um, I do have the same brick, I'll have to clean it. Uh, but yeah,
1: yeah, well, Adam, I, I feel, I feel like you're right about, there's no way you're going to lace in brick and have it look seamless. I think you got to make you know how your ledge is on the bottom. I think you have to make brick details go in the other direction and have it on the top and the bottom as a detail rather than. Trying to seamlessly integrate the old pattern. Otherwise, I think it's going to look
0: wacky. Yeah, I agree. Well,
1: I appreciate the advice.
0: Thank you, David. Yeah, don't, it's really hard to pick up old patterns. You just change direction and then it looks like you thought about it. All right, let me tell you about concrete. Oh, man, this is good stuff. Your body makes half the creatine it needs. The other half comes from your diet, but most American diets are low in creatine rich foods. And that's where concrete comes in. Patented creatine. HEL is the favorite creatine of elite, well informed athletes. I take this stuff every day. You will feel the difference. It's, and Dr. Drew does as well. It is the uh, number one bioavailable. Creatine and the only microdose in creatine, just one small scoop per hundred pounds of your body weight. Put it put in some water, shake it up in your shake bottle. Creatine is required for functional energy in every cell. Your brain uses about 20 percent of the creatine in your body. Immune cells need to protect you as well. It's Concrete, right, Gary? Take
4: control of your health, both body and mind. Build a better you with Concrete. Register now at con-crete.com slash podcast. That's dot com forward slash podcast for a chance to win a $500 Walmart Visa gift card. Available now online and in store at Walmart, Concrete is truly life-changing and performance enhancing.
0: All right. What else we got, Gary?
4: Well, I'm putting up a line two for you right now, and we can do that, or we can go to an email question up to you.
0: Let me see what line two is asking, and I'll figure this out. Let's see. Arnie's 41... Tile roof tiles break easily. How can he deal with this? He's got an easily breakable. Oh,
1: I have that. I have that roof. By the way, I know what he's talking about. Where you
0: where you step on it and it just breaks. You step the
1: old step on it uh, yeah. Unless you step on the front, you know, the lower course where it overlaps. Right. Is with your feet. It just cracks instantly. I cannot stand this roof. I hate it.
0: Arnie, is it a terracotta tile?
3: I think so, yeah. It's kind of like a dark red, Yeah, you know, and just, and just sort of wavy. And I'm kind of, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm fat is kind of the biggest problem, you know. <laughs> so it's like I'm worried about, you know, stepping on that, and it's like I, I got a pressure washer, and so I'm planning on just killing it and pressure washing it off, but I don't know if there's, like, a better way to do it or if there's something better to kill the stuff with than you're just standard moss out or what.
0: Yeah, but you want to figure out I a mean, way.
1: I will al- to- Algicide on the in the pressure washer will be your best bet, but make sure wherever you're hitting it with the pressure washer you're not seeing from the street because you definitely are gonna etch your your terracotta because you'll need to in order to get the moss off along with the algicide. You know, you can't just spray it on because it'll still sort of stay on. You gotta be able to hit it for sure. Right.
0: Now, in terms of walking on it, that's going to be a shit show. Yeah. Look, it's not your fault you're heavy set, Arnie. That's your parents' fault. You name your kid Arnie. <laughs> he's going yeah. he's, he's to be that's a, a kid, That's, that's a kid that loves I know, that's a I kid know what he teachers, and I need to be better about it. But. I I prefer you externalize and blame your folks for this one, Arnie, but okay.
3: You're, you know, all right. You're right.
0: Um, yes, I am. Yeah. So, you know, there are ways to go about doing this kind of stuff with a, a, a little bit of a scaffolding that you kind of create, you know, so you're not walking around up there. They have lightweight scaffolding, Perry scaffolding, I think they call it, you know, it's kind of smaller. You could rent. There's a lot of. There's a lot of rental options in terms of boom and scaffolding, you know, it didn't really exist, you know. It was certainly wasn't a Home Depot rental item. You can rent a lot of stuff from Home Depot now where you can get up articulating arms, can, that kind of stuff. You can get a little
1: yeah, a little cherry picker with, you're right, an articulating arm for about three fifty a day and you you get up over it, which was would be the ultimate for you. Yeah, but you have to have the ability to make, move it around the perimeter of the house freely. Otherwise, it's difficult.
3: Well, and that's the problem. I'm kind of on sort of a little bit of a hillside. You know, the, the yard off the side kind of, you know, slopes down and is sort of uneven. Uh, I mean, I guess they've got ones that have pretty decent outriggers and
0: stuff. I did the front of my condo in Malibu. It had to go up about three stories. The driveway had a steep rake on it, and you know you just get out there with those outriggers and you pull the pin and you drop them you know, drop the cleats down and pop the pin back in. sometimes you got to go with the you know blocks or something like that, but you you can square those things off pretty well, stabilize them you know they're made to be stabilized on uneven terrain and you can hook it up to the back of the Ford F150 or the Explorer whatever with the tow ball grab it for yeah 300 350 sometimes 250 you know depending on the length the height you want on the thing uh pretty workable pretty doable and uh again out out at the home depot
3: all right that sounds good uh i got like a 3000 psi pressure washer do i i
1: probably want to kind of throttle that back a little bit huh
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Experiment on the areas you can't see, uh, you know, and get super close to it and, and see what happens. And there'll, there'll be different tips, obviously, that you can experiment with.
0: Yeah. Make sure you yeah. got the right tip because otherwise you are going to etch that, uh, that tile. What year's the house? Uh,
3: 1980.
0: Oh, so it's not an old school terracotta tile. It's a newer style terracotta tile.
3: I, yeah, I guess so. I don't. I wouldn't know enough about it to really tell you.
0: The old, the old school ones are thicker, they're irregular, they're a little uneven, and they just make a little bit of a half dome, whereas the other ones make a little bit of an S. They have like the under tile and the over tile made into a squiggle S.
3: Yeah, that's mostly what these are.
0: Yeah, that's the newer style. Um, also, you know, the house is uh, 42 years old, had the same roof for 42 years. I don't know. Maybe it's time for a new roof.
3: Well, I, we bought it five or six years ago and the inspector looked at it and he goes, that's a 70 year roof. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to ever replace that anytime
0: Uh-oh. soon. All right. That's great. I uh, well, then see, look into the boom. I'm telling you, go online. You know, go to Home Depot or whatever, whatever the rental yard is. You'll see. Oh, the twenty-eight footer is is two forty-nine a day. If you want a thirty-two footer, that's going to be three twenty-five. Yada yada yada. Yeah. No, that's a and yeah.
1: They'll a deliver good plan, them too.
0: Oh, they will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Stromer's right. They will deliver them as well. So uh, awesome. Go ahead and do that, uh, Arnie. Now I'll look, look into that. I appreciate I, it. I don't know what you're tipping the scales at, but uh, the bucket is good for like 400 or something.
3: Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like 260, so I should be good.
0: Okay. If I, uh, thanks Arnie. If I, if if I ever did, if I ever worked for the city and I was like a a lineman for the county, you know, I would make sure that I was always about two sandwiches above the max bucket weight. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, you want to be right, you want to tip, be right on the edge, man.
0: And you want to, if the bucket max is 400, you want to be about 402, and then it's always the other dude's turn to go in the bucket, you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I can't get up, right. the, I can't get up there I'm, with the I'm diagonal o- cutters. Over. Yeah, I'll be in the, yeah. I'll be in the truck with the air conditioning on, I'll take a look through the rear view, make sure you're not electrocuted.
1: And because you're always traveling with the big gulp, you can always go beyond your weight if you're teetering at four. So you can just throw down a couple of, couple of gallons of the big gulp, right? <laughs> and you'll be over.
0: Yeah. I'm going to tell my son this. All right. Let's see. Do we have uh, another email? How did you know? How, wait. Hmm. Wait.
1: How did you know that Arnie was a, was a Zoftig man by his name Arnie. Because it is true, everyone I know named Arnie is actually really big. Well, I don't know any really slim Euro Euro looking Arnies. I don't. He
0: uh he brought it up. I just second that emotion as the great Smoky Robinson once said. <laughs> what do you got, Gary? Well, we got an
4: email question here. Uh, let's see. It says, Dear Ace Stromer and Gary, I've been moving my TV around and have decided on this location. I wanted to tear out this 1950s bookshelf in the nook beside my fireplace and build a unit for the TV, books, etc. Current shelf is 48 inches tall and 66 inches wide. I was thinking I would build a new entertainment center in my shop, possibly in sections, and then frame it to look built in. Uh, while back there in the wall, I'll add new electric line, coax cable, and an empty conduit just in case there's a future need for a service that hasn't been invented. Questions. One, how tall should I make this unit? All the way to the ceiling, 18 inches from the ceiling? It's a standard 8-foot ceiling. Two, what else should I be thinking about in the design construction process? Love the show and have never missed an episode. Future ball puller, Brad from Virginia.
0: Uh, yeah, going to the ceiling is fine. You're probably not going to use that. Upper stuff up there. So we got three options. We got build the cabinet all the way to the ceiling. We got build the cabinet a foot short of the ceiling or so. And then we got build a soffit and build the cabinet to the soffit a foot away from the ceiling. What do you think, Stromer?
1: I say always go big or go home. You want to utilize the entire eight feet. Worst case scenario, you can at least put a piece of trim up to to diminish how big the top looks. But usable space is never never an issue if you have it. It's always an issue if you don't. So rather than having the low cabinet where the dust happens, even if you try and put a light to uplight it, to give it that vibe, it gets filthy and gross up there. Use the whole space. That's what I say.
0: All right. Let's talk about face frames. I would make the face frame a like standard two inch, maybe two and a quarter, something like that. I, however, would not do that on the bottom. I would do the bottom as a six or eight inch piece of face frame that you could wrap the baseboard around. And Good idea. so m- make the bottom face frame, the base, probably six, six minimum. Could even go a little bit higher. That's a good look. The right, yeah. left, and top could be more in the two-and-a-half range, let's say, of the the face frame. Um, the way you build these cabinets is you make the boxes smaller than, than the cove, obviously. And then you put the face frame on. And you can scribe the face frame or you can just get some... Uh, you know, scribe molding and put it on there because there, there's going to be gaps. And I, there is a way to do it where you pop off the face frame or, you, you know, you pop it on and then you scribe it with a pencil and then you hit it with a belt sander or whatever and you put it back on. And there's a whole rigmarole to it. It's a, it's a little bit advanced. It's, it's, it's a little bit time consuming. So, you know, check out your gaps. Again, make the Make the boxes smaller than the opening. Make the face frame a little smaller than the opening, and and then use scribe molding along the wall and yeah. along the ceiling, and not have to de- don't deal with it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then if you, you do your face framing a little smaller, and first you got to check your plumb on both sides and the top, right? Mm-hmm. And you want you know as long as you're not more than three you know a half inch out from the top to bottom you can probably get away with caulk if you are more than that put the smaller face frame in and then you could do another piece of molding on the inside of or on the outside of the face frame where it meets the drywall to cover the gap and it won't read as much as if you're trying to do it and you don't scribe the face frame right
0: yeah Scribing is a little advanced, a little tricky, and a little time-consuming. That's you know kind of why they invented uh, scribe molding. It's it's a little bit flexible. It's flat, it's three quarters of an inch. Put it on with a pin nailer.
1: Yeah,
0: it'll it'll cover. Yeah, uh, the gaps. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Well, I just want to tell you about a quick podcast study here. As you know by now, we all do our very best to align the right sponsors to the podcast. It's a lot of work behind the scenes and I'm incredibly grateful for your support. We're currently running a quick survey at podcaststudy.com and we're giving the first 150 people a $10 digital Amazon gift card as an incentive to complete the survey. The information we hear from you about our sponsors is incredibly important to this show, and we can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes to help us out. I mean, come on. It's free. Now cut us a break. Upon completion of the survey, you'll be asked to include your email address, and we will send the first 150 people a $10 gift card from Amazon. Go to podcaststudy.com, and thank you again for helping our show and our sponsors. All right. Let's see. What do we got? We got another vid question here, Gary? Yes, sir, we do. Uh, mm-hmm. This video
4: question says, what's up, guys? Dan Carroll from Anca- uh, yeah, Ancaster, Ontario, Canada. Uh, I've been on the show a few times uh, and want to say thanks. I know you guys are looking for content, so I thought I would pass along this video. Get it on, you crazy duet-singing motherfuckers. mm
1: Yeah Hey Stromer,
6: get it on I (laughs) fucking love you guys Um, First off, I just want to say Adam, thank you Uh, A couple years ago you said uh, That your New Year's resolution Was for everybody else to get their shit together And Mm -hmm. I listened And uh, since then I have uh, bought and sold Probably around 15 investment properties I own a a bunch now Taking on some uh, crazy Uh, Crazy things and I just want to say thanks man Um, Coming to you from a project that I have going on we're doing a legal duplex conversion of a single-family home and that involves underpinning the house And I just want to know have you ever underpinned a house and what kind of challenges did you face? And if I could just show you here, this is what we're dealing with here. We had to dig down a few feet and uh,
0: stuck a footing there there. Mm -hmm.
6: We've got uh, reinforced Concrete being poured in underneath the existing footing, mm-hmm. and this is so that we can turn the basement into a legal unit. We need at least 77 inches of headspace, finished headspace, hmm. uh, in order to do this. Hmm. And um, part of the reason why we're doing this is uh, we were going to do just a straight up single family flip, mm-hmm. and uh, the neighbors started getting involved and calling the city on us, even though yeah. we we're going through a permit process and whatnot, yeah. and. So, because it's zoned for duplex, figured, why not? So, two questions: one, have you ever underpinned a house? And two, have you ever done a uh, project just to stick it to the neighbors? Have a good one, guys. Yeah, that's yeah. a great
0: question, man. Um, uh, yeah, I, I've underpinned a house. I'm, I, you know, we're calling it underpinned. I mean. Okay, here's the way it works. The the engineer will lay it out. He'll go, the footing needs to be two foot by two foot. It needs to have number five rebar, you know, uh, hanging, you know, two running this way, two running that way, you know, vertical every. You got to dowel it into the existing, every X amount with number four rebar. They'll they'll just specify the entire thing. And if you're pulling a permit, you just do it according to the calcs of the engineer. They'll come. They'll inspect the rebar. It's pretty straightforward. I, you can do the rebar yourself. You can get someone to do it. It's it's not rocket science, but there's something to it. Uh, make sure and pump it in. You know, my number one thing with with like cement is people get fancy. They're like, oh, we'll just get a bunch of sacks of crete and we'll bring a pallet over. And we'll mix it up in the wheelbarrow. Like out, just just get a load. Get however many yards. Use one of those yard calculators. Get a pumper. Like, don't be bucketing it in or using a trough or whatever. Just save yourself the heartache and get yourself a truck and a pumper, and that guy will bring the hose down there, and he'll just fill all those all those wonderful footings you've dug out. All
1: right. The digging, you know, that's the other thing. That's not – easy and you got to dig those correctly they have to be shaped wisely and correctly and don't skimp and get a bunch of guys just labors that don't know what the hell they're doing either that has to be well done as well so you know don't skimp on to me don't skimp on any of it just get somebody to do it that knows what the hell they're doing last thing you want to do is blow forms out and screw everything up you know what i mean
0: yeah, no, and I it doesn't look formed. It it's it's formed by the earth and he's dug the footings already. Stromer's remote so he can't see. He did the saw cut on the slab. He dug the footings. They look square. They look nice. Oh, yeah.
1: oh okay. So, yeah. Yeah. That's
0: all right. Um it's okay, it's cool. it's all it's just straight. Have out.
1: you ever have you ever blown a form? Have you ever blown out a, a
0: blown form? Out forms? Yes. Yeah it's yeah. not it's not pretty oh, it's, it's horrible but it's horrible this is this is formed by uh, the earth and the slabs so you'll be fine you just look at the calcs look at the thing get the rebar make sure the overlap is is what you want you get the rebar tires you know they get the spinner pliers so they can tie use the tie wire make sure the doweling is where you want it make sure sometimes they'll call for a number five rebar instead a number four rebar just Make sure you understand the calcs and the plans. Like, look at it. They'll show the rebar. They'll show how many pieces up top, how many down, how many squares need to be pre-bent. And I would probably farm all that stuff out. I, I wouldn't go try to yep. make those cages and, and, and do all, do all of that stuff. All right. Let me hit our last sponsor, Blinds Galore. Oh, yeah. Blind school. Yeah, Family owned and run for over 20 years, over two million windows and uh, covered and counting. First place you go to buy uh, custom window treatments online, blind shade, shutters, drapes, even motorized coverings that connect you. To, and you can do them through your smartphone, which I do. Or you can use a remote for the motorized ones. They've got it all. Just take a few measurements, and you can design it all on the computer. They have the online visualizer. Let's just see what they're going to look like right on the screen before you buy. Takes the guesswork out of it. They have expert customer care. They'll help you every step of the way. I've used this in every office, every building, every home. I've lived in free shipping, free samples, free expertise doesn't get better than that, right, Gary?
4: That's right. Blindsgalore.com makes it easy to get the high quality designer blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home, all at a great price. Order your free samples to get started at Blindsgalore.com and let them know Adam sent you. That's Blindsgalore.com.
0: All right, and go to AdamCorola.com for all the live shows. The book is out now. Everything reminds me of something doing quite nicely. Just go to AdamCorola.com and hit the banner, go to Amazon, every bit. Helps And again, just go to AdamCroll.com because there's live shows coming up through August, September, and October. Until next time, this is Adam Corolla for Eric Stromer saying mahalo. Subscribe on iTunes or visit AceOnTheRoof.com. This is Corolla Digital. you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know it's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to geico.com, get a quote and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV.
4: Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy in Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free.